Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. So Broad's got half an over left here at Carey. Can he keep it going? Bowls here. Carey, top behind! Broad's finished it in magnificent style. Australia with a 2-0 advantage in this series. Their wait to win in England will last another four years at least. England square the series. There it is, the end of the Ashes series over there in England a few nights ago. And well done to our SEN cricket team. What a magnificent job bringing it to us overnight. It was great to listen they to. They did do it. How good is Adam Collins? Amazing. He is fantastic to yep. listen to on the radio. Really, really good. He is. We have a cricket news update now, thanks to Ty Wright. Ty Wright, right choice. England won the fifth Ashes test at the Oval earlier in the week, ensuring a 2-2 series draw. England won the match by 49 runs, with Chris Wokes taking player of the match honours. Australia had already retained the urn prior to the match, but missed out on the chance to secure an Ashes series win away from home. Mitch Stark was named player of the series for Australia, while Wokes was awarded the same honour for England. In other cricket news too, we'll get to that in a moment, Darcy Short has departed the Hurricanes. Tim, looking forward to your take on that. But let's start with the Ashes. Your thoughts on the fifth day at the Oval and the, and the end of the series? Well, I can't even remember it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, off, the, huge part, the huge part of the day was the, the changing ball. Oh, it? It's been hugely topical. Do you want to start there? Ever since. Yeah, well, why not? It's a good mm. place to start, isn't it? I, I did a bit with Jared Waitley during the week and I said, firstly... The thing that frustrates me the most with this is that it's it's something that teams have been doing for so long and it's so easily policed. It's as soon as the ball gets soft or doesn't swing, you talk about it in the huddle. Just keep giving it to the umpire. Just keep saying it's out of shape. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel right. Can we keep getting eventually if you're a hundred and fifty six gram red thing that's getting belted by pillars of wood into a fence and thrown around and bowled into a pitch, of course it's gonna go out of shape. Yep. And so the commentators say, oh, geez, the balls aren't as good as they used to be. No, they just didn't used to check them every five minutes because at some every time you hit that ball, it's got, I would imagine, it'd change shape a little bit. Yep. So for me, it's on the umpires because it is a tactic that is used by teams all around the world to get rid of a ball that isn't swinging or has gone soft. Because if it goes soft and it's not swinging and the wicket's good, you ain't getting Steve Smith out. You're not getting Joe Root out. You can't mm-hmm. get Ben Stokes out. Yep. So for me, the umpires need to wake up to it. The ICC need to talk about it. And they need to just say, no, that's the ball you've got until you get your second new one, unless it's the ball's split open. For me, just keep the same ball. Yep. It would solve so many problems. And what we saw was, so then it comes to the second issue of it. Mm. We get a ball that's nearly reverse swinging and it's replaced with a ball that's brand spanking new. Yeah. Well, did you hear Usman Khawaja's comments when he asked Joel Wilson about it? He said no. there was nothing else in the – nothing decent in the box. Well, we saw the photo. Well – I saw the photo. Did you see the photo? If there's nothing decent in that box, surely there's another box. Yeah, that's And right. for all of the time we waste in test cricket now, for people who stand up behind the sight screen, for mm. ad breaks that we're not quite ready for or – you know, someone's out of position, whatever it is, surely we could take two more minutes to make sure we get the correct ball. I mean, do you reckon if they kicked an AFL ball out of the ground mm. or someone grabbed it and bolted out the back of the grandstand, they reckon, say, just throw out one of those burly Seacombs. We'll use that for yeah. five minutes until yeah. we can yeah. – like, it's just – it is amateur hour. Did you see that high shot, though, of looking over the, the case of balls? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll... And they'd have a number of cases yeah. of balls, I would imagine. That mm. was just a – 
poor choice of ball. So they're the two points for me. One, umpires have got to be awake to it because they know teams are going to do it. Just don't allow it. Yep. And two, if on the very off chance you do, can we just take the time to get it right? Because it it, it could be used as an excuse to Australia. Well, we didn't play that ball well enough. It swung. England were outstanding with it. They used it to perfection. But to suggest that that didn't change the momentum of the game slightly or at the very least that the conditions weren't different is ludicrous. How do you think we ended it? Obviously, we were in the box seat to, to win. I had a look at the odds at one stage. We were, we were yeah. favoured to win, obviously, even after we lost a few wickets. Um, just all fell apart for us, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we were talking about it on Monday, weren't we? When you said, surely we'll win from this position. Mm. And I said, well, no, mm. because it only takes a little bit to change momentum in a test match. Yep. Um, I think if you look back, it was probably that the night before when we were in absolute control before it started to rain. If we had got an extra hour or two there, we get to, you know, two, 200 maybe. And then as soon as you get over that sort of halfway hurdle, it, it's all, it's downhill. And that can be mentally or psychologically an easier chase. But, um, but yeah, I thought England bowled fantastically. Chris Wokes used that second new ball really well. Stuart Broad was great. Wood was great. So again, I think the biggest issue for the Aussies all series was our lack of hundreds and our inability to get 400-plus, and I think we did that once. Now, you can look at that a number of ways. One, from a batting perspective, and I'm sure all the individual Aussie batters would be looking at their series on what they could have done better or differently. But secondly, I think it was the variety of England's attack. So you've got uh, Stuart Broad who can come right around the wicket to the left-handers, bowl from really wide and swing it away. He can then come back over to right-handers and swing it away. You've got Mark Wood who bowls wide of the crease and fast. You've got Wokes who's accurate and tests your defence. And you've got Jimmy Anderson who can swing it both ways. So at no stage when you're facing that attack does it feel familiar or mm. you feel that you're set or you're in. You put that the shoe on the other foot and you've got the Aussies and you've got Paddy Cummins at the moment. Josh Hazelwood, Scott Boland, Mitchell Marsh, Cameron Green, all six foot five, 140, hit the wicket hard. It's all it's all a bit familiar. So I think that was one of the takeouts for me. Apart from Starkey, whilst we're all right armers, I'd like to see if we can going forward find a little bit more variation with mm -hmm. our attack. I thought we're a bit we're a bit the same at times, and England showed how difficult it can be if you've got some some variety, even if they all are right armors. Let us know your thoughts on the Ashes on the Kia Tassie open line, 1300 or text us 0437 What about the series overall, Pony? It was just pulsating, wasn't it? It there was, was so high many... drama. It was awesome. It was awesome. I think every Ashes is like that, though. Yeah. I mean, you go right back to the Bearstow stumping, to the, the last test with the ball change... The Brendan McCullum, we're not going to have a beer. It Ashes just brings it out of people, I reckon, that real competitiveness and, and we love to hate each other and I think it's because we're actually quite similar. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw that in the last test match with, um, I don't know if we're going to touch on it, but we've got some audio of Ben Stokes's comments after the second test match and involving the Johnny Bairstow stumping and then, well, we'll just listen to the audio. I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I would have, as I said, put the umpires under a bit more pressure um, and asked if they had called over. And then I think I would have had to have a deep think around the whole spirit of the game and would I want to um, do something like that in the situation of the game and potentially that be, the, well, for Australia it was a, it was a match-winning moment and would I want to win a, a game in that uh, manner? And I think the answer for me is no. 
it was probably more of a, a thing in terms of spirit of the game that developed as you become a little bit mature and you've been around the game for a, lot, a, a long period of time and you realise that the game itself is something you need to protect and the spirit is such an important part of that. Look, I think you've got to make decisions in the moment. They're not easy to make and sometimes they can have, they can have pretty big effects on not just games but also on, on, on people's characters as well. Is it going to affect relations between the teams? Do you think that? Well, I can't imagine we'll be having a beer anytime soon, if that's what you're asking. So we're talking about this off air. McCullum was kind of saying he's learnt from his mistakes in yep. the past, hasn't he? Whereas, yeah, I'll give McCullum yeah. a pass. It's yeah. a credit here. He's talking back on his past saying, I've made a decision like that mm. and I now regret it. And most of his interviews, he's been pretty consistent, yep. I reckon, around that. Ben Stokes is one I now find staggering, to be honest. Like you can't come out and be that strong and then do what you just did in a in that catch where Steve Smith gloved the ball. He didn't control it before he hit the ground. He knew that. His body language suggested it straight away how disappointed it was. And then he sent it upstairs. Mm. Well, what's it going to be, mate? Are we upholding the spirit of cricket or are we doing everything we win? And if you're going to – and I have no problems with him sending that upstairs if he hadn't have had yeah, his comments. Exactly. The only thing that he said was true in that comment was that he was going to put the umpires under extra pressure, which he did. But if you're going to draw a line in the sand and sit up on your high horse, you then just can't do that. That's plain and simple. And I think I think he'd be disappointed with that if he looks back at the footy. It just didn't look good when he, he knew himself he didn't catch it. And then it looked like his teammates actually talked him into referring it. But, again, if you're going to toe the line of where the spirit of cricket, we're going to be the pole bearers of it, You've got to you've got to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So much we could talk about here, and we're going to do a bit more Ashes talk after the break because I want to get your thoughts on the uh, the no beers straight after the game, and we had to go find them in a nightclub and all that sort of thing. Basball, what it means moving forward. Uh, we've got so much to get through, but we're going to get to the news on the other side of it. Also, Pony names his Ashes eleven from both teams. Looking forward to that after the news.